Welcome back to Never Not Grateful, a podcast all about how gratitude can change your life for the better. I'm Megan Peters, and I'm so glad that you're back for another listen to learn a little bit more about how to create a sustainable gratitude practice to make your life a little easier. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you another amazing interview I did. This one is with Dana Bowman. So Dana is an author that I really admire. She's also just a wonderful woman. And I'm inspired by her on the daily. She has written two books. Her first, a memoir, was called Bottled, and it was one of the most amazing books I've ever read on addiction and recovery, especially coming from the viewpoint of a young mom, which I really, really related to. And her latest book has just come out. It's called How to Be Perfect Like Me, and If you know anything about me, you know I am a recovering perfectionist, so this book is right up my alley as well. I was so excited to have Dana on. She has been all over the place lately, including a really amazing segment that just aired on the Today Show, and I'm going to be linking to both of her books and to that Today Show segment in the show notes because I think that they are really important, and I think that you'll get a lot out of them. But before we get to the incredible interview I did with Dana, I just wanted to give you a little reminder to head over to whatever podcast app you might be listening to this podcast in and click the subscribe button. Also rate and review this podcast. It's been really incredible in the last week to watch our listener numbers rise. It's been very humbling to hear from you all on social media and hear how you're enjoying the podcast. But the number one great greatest way that more people can find our podcast is if you subscribe, rate, and maybe even leave a review. We really appreciate it because as I've stated in earlier podcasts, my only goal with this podcast is to kind of share the message of how a daily gratitude practice can really make your life better, regardless of what you do for a job, what your life circumstances might be. I just really think this podcast could help so many people, and I want it to reach as many as possible. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. Here is my interview with Dana Bowman, author, blogger, and just totally awesome woman. I hope you enjoy. So thank you so much for joining us on Never Not Grateful, Dana. I'm so glad you're here. And I know you're going to have so many amazing bits of wisdom to share with us. So could you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you live, what do you do for work, what's your family situation, all that kind of good stuff? Sure. Um, my name is Dana Bowman <laughs> and I am a, I wrote this down because I was like, sometimes I think I get it out of order because the first thing I always say is I'm a mom. I'm like, what do, maybe that doesn't have to be like, I'm a woman. <laughs> yes, I absolutely <laughs> relate to that. Yes. <laughs> I'm a mom. We always start there. Um, I'm a wife, a mom, an author, speaker, a bad baker of casseroles, etc. <laughs> I live in a little town in Kansas. And uh, yeah, I just had a book come out. My second book is out now. And uh, I'm in recovery and have been so since 2014. 
And what is the name of your newest book that just came out so our listeners know? Yeah. It's okay. It's called, uh, <laughs> I forgot. It's called How to Be Perfect Like Me. Um, obviously, sarcasm inserted, please. <laughs> yes. And then your first book is called Bottled, and it was one of the most amazing memoirs on recovery that I've ever read. I was so inspired oh, by it. And just knowing you and your story, I just think you help so many people with your books. I'm so grateful for them. Thank you. I'm really grateful to hear that. I, I loved writing Bottled. Um, Perfect was a lot tougher, uh, but that will actually go into the grateful stuff. So there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I know you're good at this. <laughs> so obviously this podcast is about gratitude and, you know, I came to gratitude through recovery, but the great thing about gratitude and a gratitude practice and kind of why this podcast came to be was I have so many friends who aren't in the recovery community that when I will talk about it, like talk about gratitude groups or a gratitude practice, they are like, I want a piece of that. What are you talking about? That sounds so cool. And I realized that this is a concept that I think is kind of insulated in the recovery community. And I wanted more people to know about it. So can you share, you know, what does your gratitude practice look like? Do you have one? How did you learn about it? How do you how do you use it in your daily life? Well, it started, I kind of started out willy-nilly because I kept hearing all this talk about gratitude and especially in my um, recovery practice, which involves the 12 steps. There's a lot that has to do with gratitude in there. Um, but I kind of, at the beginning, was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it, gratitude. I've heard it for a million years, you know, have attitude, gratitude. And it's on every poster in every, you know, elementary school classroom ever. Um, but then as I, after the relapse, I, I relapsed and then I had to deal with that. And that really took me down to some really hard places. Um, I started to really buy into this gratitude thing. And so now, and okay, and I, I actually kind of tried to think about what do I do? And it's going to sound really dumb, but here's what I do. Um, every morning when I open my eyes and I, I wake up, the first thing I do is, and, and it just took some time for me to remember to do this, but now it's like just innate. I can't do it. Can't, I can't not do it. Um, I wake up and I kind of look at the ceiling and in my head or out loud, depending on if my husband's still in bed, then I do it in my head because he thinks I'm cray cray. Um, I say in my head, um, what can I, or who can I serve today? And then at night before I go to bed and, and as I fall asleep, turn off the lights, you know, really hunker down. I always say, thank you for this day. And the, I know those sound really small and that that's just part of it. But those are the two things I do that are kind of like bookends. They always remind me who I am and why I'm here because I think gratitude has a lot to do with service. And so then the other thing that I have that is involved um, heavily with gratitude for me is a journal. And I, I have to write it down. I have a, I just, I have a daily journal that I kind of write my thoughts or I'm like sketching out ideas for stories and things like that. But I always put a G on it and I circle the G and I just write down like two or three things that I can remember um, that I'm grateful for. And that always helps. And sometimes they're extremely minor. And I will tell you, coffee makes that list like every flipping day. And Netflix is on there a lot. So it's not like big stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be these huge, big things, but just these little moments where I'm able, and sometimes it's hard. There are days where my, my G is really like, really, (laughs) 
I hear you. Yeah. And I think it's so important for us to like talk about how it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, for example, yesterday, I don't know what's going on with me this week. I'm just a little overwhelmed. And I have a gratitude group that I post um, my gratitudes in, which is really good for me because I need accountability in everything I do. Because I don't know. I have a friend who calls it, I, I want to be long-term lazy. No. So I'll like yeah. work, 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 work so that I can be long-term lazy. But if I get in the lazy phase, sometimes it's hard for me to keep up with practices. And so I really like having this group. But yesterday, I literally was just like, I'm grateful tomorrow is Friday. Like, that's all I got. It's small. It's not super positive, but it's something and it's keeping that that habit going so that when you're in a time that's harder, it's innate to you. You just always do it and then you're not having to dig so hard. I think also we think gratitude should be accompanied by these happy, serene, blissful feelings. And for me, feelings are a dangerous thing sometimes. In fact, I wrote about that in my book. I said, I am a you know, I am an addict. I am an alcoholic, but you know what I'm also addicted to? Feelings, big time. I oh, love my feelings. That's so good. And so for me, gratitude was not like initially that was the problem I was having with it is I thought, you know, I'm going to write this list down and then I'm just going to float away into a cloud of bliss because I'm flipping snow white. I'm so grateful. And I wasn't having those feelings along with my, my gratitude practice, you know? So now I don't pay attention much to feelings. I just write this stuff down. I acknowledge it. And you know what it does? It gives me kind of this moment where I take a breath and it waits me like I, I not in a bad way. It, it like, mm-hmm. like sets me down on the ground and it's where I can start my day. And I really do like to try to do it at the beginning. And then I was trying, I'm so lame. I was trying to write things down at night, which I think is a really good idea. But heck fire, like I can never, <laughs> I can only do this. Like this is all I can do, right? <laughs> right. I think it's hard when you're a parent too, because I don't know about you, but by the time, I know by the time I get like that moment to like, and I always have really good intentions, right? Like oh, I am yeah. going to sit down, it's going to be quiet. The kids are going to be in bed and I can just reflect oh, that on my day. moment, you know, oh my gosh. and it's like, Four kids keep coming in. I only have two, but they somehow multiply and keep coming in and asking me for crap. And like last night, we we were. I was just now getting into bed. I was so happy. I was going to hunker down with my books, and then Charlie comes in. It's nine thirty, and says I have to do a family tree oh, <laughs> at nine thirty. My gosh, blew the gratitude right out of the water. So, yeah. <laughs> so I do I do the best I can. But I will say, like my my issue too was like initially when I really started to get on board with this stuff, I always go over the top. I'm all, all or nothing. So I'm like, I'm going to have a gratitude box and the kids are going to write stuff down in it and put it in there. I thought that was a great idea. You know, you see it on Pinterest, right? You like write the little thing down and put it in the box. And we were all going to do this. We were all going to grab And you know, no, it has come down to me and that journal and that morning and that evening. And that is enough. Like that's enough. Yes. And I mean, I think also, do you think because you're a writer, putting it down on paper is just the best way for you to express those feelings of gratitude? Yeah. And I, I, yes. And I, I think writing, I I really, I'll always take it back to like the morning pages thing with, um, oh, crikey, who's the author that 
Oh, I'm totally blanking out. I know who you're Sart? talking about. I'll put it in the show notes. Sart? I think it's Sart or something like that. She was so awesome and I love her stuff. And she just talks about that, that first moment when you wake up, you really need to record your thoughts. So I don't do that because I just, yeah, like I said, I'm, um, I'm a progress, not perfection. Um, but the, for me, the writing of it down is just so important to um, sort of like make it real, I guess. And I, yes. I had the hardest time with my journals and the concept of my journals because I was like, well, I write it down and then I never go back. I never look at it. It's like, I should really treasure these and value them. I'm like, no, it's just a record system. And you're not like, I mean, you're not Hemingway for Pete's sake. You don't have to go back and look at your stuff to like come up with, you know, it's just to get the blips in your brain kind of ironed out a little bit. And um, you know what, if you toss those journals every year or whatever, it's okay. It's just, you know, helpful. I know. I have to remind myself a lot. There's so many amazing artists out there that do these gratitude practices that are just beautiful where, you know, they're drawing and there's watercolors. And I just, I, I'm, I'm so inspired I'm by like, them. No, no, that would be I know. I'm so inspired by them, <laughs> yeah. but there's no way. And I think too, I have to remind myself, it's not about what I'm producing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just about literally getting it out of my head and onto paper to make it yeah. real. Like you said, yeah. it's not anything I'm going to show anybody. Yeah. It's not anything I need to put it's on my Instagram. It's not a, the stupid bullet journal thing came out and I'm like, oh geez, like the handwriting alone. It's like, I can't even keep up. So, That's yeah. so funny. So yeah. I have a bullet journal because I actually like that process, but it's so ugly. It's the ugliest bullet journal that has ever existed. And people are always like, because I talk about like how I do use my bullet journal for gratitude. Like, and then they want to oh. see it. And I'm like, you don't want to see it. Yeah. Trust me. You should have it a is not bullet pretty. journal. Like have a like a fake one that you show and then <laughs> have somebody make it for you and be like, here we go. I'm so, going to yeah. commission an artist to create me a fake bullet exactly. journal that I can share on Instagram. Yeah, like they do in the movies. If you have to do a nude scene, you bring in the, you know, the double. And now you have a double journal. So it's the same thing. <laughs> I love I that idea. I think that's a idea. <laughs> the next time people see a bullet journal on my Instagram, they're going to be like, whose is that? Yes. So have you been through any, you know, big challenges where, you know, you found gratitude coming into it and that practice coming in and helping you handle things? Yes. <laughs> fear. Um, pretty much fear of anything. And for me also, the relapse was a huge, huge moment in my life where I, I was sober for about or three plus years and was really rocking along or so I thought super sobriety girl ding, you know and then relapsed and the relapse occurred um it was so humbling and shaming at times so I didn't let myself sit with that shame but the the gratitude helped with all of that and I had to like I had to sit down and say why am I grateful for this relapse you know and and why am I grateful for this embarrassment what is this embarrassment telling me and why am I grateful for it? And it was so hard to find those things. But once I did, I think the main thing that I realized was underneath it all, fear kept coming up. Okay. And so every time I would say, I'm grateful for this embarrassment because it's helping me see that I'm not going to die. Like for me, embarrassment is really one of the worst feelings. And I just, I get so consumed with, it's kind of, kind of a codependent thing. I get so consumed with what others think and feel. And so when I feel embarrassed, I'm just like, I want to die. You know, 
I think yes. I'd rather like, I know this is really huge exaggeration, but like if I like lost an arm, I would take that over being embarrassed about something. I don't know. Sorry. No, Anyhow. I can relate to that. And I think a lot of that has to do with shame too and self-shaming that embarrassment. Yeah. It all goes back to fear. It all goes back to fear that you're not enough. You're not good enough. Um, and you don't really get to stand in this world and, and you're not viable. And actually it just comes down to, are you lovable or not? That's a huge fear. And so every time I would come back to that, I would be able to see that. And then I would be able to go back through, God loves me. My husband loves me. My family loves me. My dog really loves me. Um, And I could go back through all the stuff that was in my life that was good. And, you know, it really did take me back to my higher power a lot. So that was the main gratitude force that I had was that knowledge that I was loved. I was worth something. I was created and creative. And um, it was awesome. It took time and it still does. Like, it's just a progress, you know. Right. Well, end. and then on the other end of things, you know, right now you're going through a phase of your career where you're having a lot of success. You're having a lot of, you know, you were just featured on the Today Show and there've been all these great things. And I know for me, sometimes those great moments can be even harder than the yep. hard ones. <laughs> yep. Because they, they go away, first of all. And then also it's just so raw. Like you can be out there for me. It is, it's raw to see myself on the screen and see all the TV stuff. And it, it's just hard to process it sometimes. So gratitude is really important in this because your ego can get so involved. And if you're not grateful for stuff while the ego is exploding on you, it will take you to some bad places. Right. Cause I think if you don't have a gratitude practice that is robust, when those good things can happen, you can sometimes, and this is a collective you, not, you know, you, you, but we can, it's probably, (laughs) we can kind of take all the credit for it. And of course, yes, we've done a lot of work, right? Like this didn't just happen to you. You're not an overnight success. You've been working your butt off for a very long time, but it's also a combination of, you know, whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, luck, luck. total luck, Um, being in the right place the right time. Like, yeah, a lot of that. all of those things. And so when you have a robust gratitude practice in the times when things are, you know, kind of in the middle, you're not in a peak, but you're also not in a valley. Um, I think that can help so much to get you through those periods. So when you come off that peak, because eventually you will, you know, you'll have to get to you'll have to start coming down. It won't be a crash, you know? Yeah. And I like to crash because that's my temperament is I like all or nothing. I like drama. I like the, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm an alcoholic. I said, I just always like to go for big feelings. And so then when the big feelings are awesome, well, you know, what the opposite will be, you know, the really horrible. And so I do tend to kind of, I I recognize it and I'm working on balance, but I swear it will never, I'll never be even killed, whatever. Um, But I do feel like the gratitude is the one thing. It is seriously like the one thing that keeps me more balanced and more even killed than anything else. And that's the coolest thing about it. And I know this sounds kind of woo woo, but it really does work. Like there's nothing else that I have ever practiced in this life. Yoga, prayer, all of it. it if I go back to gratitude, it's the one thing that gives me peace every single time. 
That's absolutely true. I love that. And I love that gratitude can also go with all those other practices, right? I know a lot of people that their gratitude practice is really involved with their prayer practice or their yoga practice. And everybody can kind of do it in a different way. And it's available to everybody. You know, for me, I'm not someone who's currently in a 12-step program. Um, I guess I would consider myself spiritual, but I'm not religious. I'm not in a church or anything like that but I can still practice gratitude every night. Yeah. I can still do that every morning. I don't have to get on my knees and pray to a God that I'm not sure I believe in, but I can practice gratitude and then I can reap the benefits physically, emotionally, mentally of doing that. And then it also spreads out to everyone around me. Yeah. I think that's a, one of the biggest keys is that for us, gratitude is a, it's like a breathing in and breathing out. It doesn't just involve us. It's also an exhalation upon all the people, places and things around us. And it, it just affects um, not just us, but the, you know, the, especially the small children that I just had to deal with this morning that were not happy and grumpy. And then as I, as one of them left and had just finished unloading on me about stuff because he's the firstborn and kind of a pain in the butt sometimes, um, <laughs> I was, I looked at him and I said, Charlie, I love you. Like, I love you. And I took his little face in my hands and he was so mad and quivery, you know, how they get. And I just yes. him and I said, I love you. And then he walked off and, and was, you know, like kind of grouping away. But I thought, I'm grateful that I was able to now. OK, wait, let me back up. I didn't have this serene spiritual moment where I'm like on the front porch going, ah, like, <laughs> look at me. I am so grateful. But in my, you know, back in the back of my head, because of this practice, because I'm kind of used to doing this stuff, I'm like, I'm grateful I have this kid that I can say I love you, too you know, before he leaves and at least we got to have that tiny moment, even if he's not returning it, I know later it it will register. So that's, you know, it's a breath. You take a breath with this gratitude stuff and everybody needs that, that breath and that moment to recenter. Yes. And do you feel like, how do you talk to your kids about gratitude? Cause you have two, how old are your boys? They're nine and 10. Okay. And 10. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, I know. Right. And one of them is actually Charlie, when he comes to hug me now, it's like, <laughs> he's above boob level, which is yeah. like crazy. I know. I'm like, I don't know how else to say it. Um, but that's what it is. And I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of glad because for the longest time, he's just like mashing. Okay. This is total tangent. Yeah. Right. I, I get it. How I get it. I get on this. Okay. So anyhow, um, how do I talk about gratitude? Well, you know, you can, I keep, I always did kind of throw around that term attitude of gratitude, but it is so tough. This is the hard part because when you get into a gratitude thing, then you're like, I want to spread the love. Like, I, I mean, this stuff works. This is awesome. Let's make sure everybody else knows. And when you try to talk to a nine-year-old about gratitude, it's tough. But it's, not, it's, it's a hard sell. Okay. Because they're so, their little egos are not quite developed yet. But we do talk a lot every night when we pray. We pray together and we go over stuff that was good about the day. It's usually their cats. They're always grateful for their cats. And and that's about it. A lot of times, I mean, sometimes they say they're grateful for pizza and we go with that and we I move mean, on. Cats and pizza. This sounds like a meme. That is pretty awesome stuff. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cats and pizza. And I, I will take it. Like it's small. It's, it seems insignificant. Um, and I will tell you this, you can't force it. Like once I remember one time, I think we we're at Charlie's fo a football game and it, it was just wretched. Like they lost, everything went badly and I'm like, you know, the mom, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a, 
you just had fun, right? You know, it doesn't matter. And then, you know, my husband's sitting there, like, looking at me like, shut up, Dana. And Charlie's like, no, it matters. Like, I don't, I didn't have fun. And it was just awful the whole way around. And I'm trying to find the little grateful moments. And then, you know, forcing the issue is really not going to work. And so finally, later, I said, yeah, okay, that totally sucked. You're right. It was like, it was just awful. Everyone was getting injured and there was crying and, you know, and I, I, I told him, I'm like, you were, it was really hard and I'm so sorry. But I realized, and I didn't say this to him until later, I said, but you know what I am grateful for is that we were able to comfort, you know, I could just give you a hug and hold you and say, that did suck. And I was there for you and you were there for me. And, and I'm grateful for that. So I still found something, but I didn't like bludgeon him over the head with it because it's, it's definitely not like, you know, my initial thoughts where I was going to make that cute little gratitude box and all of that. Um, we even tried one time and I still want to do this. I think it's a great idea around Christmas time to do like the paper chain. And on every link, we were going to write something, you know, during the Christmas month that was we were grateful for. But it, I mean, we got to like six rings yeah. and it's just, and then it just sat there pathetically. I'm like, oops. Um, but I, I do feel like these things are good to keep trying and, and don't give up. Um, but the more you like sit down and go, okay, kids, today we're going to talk about gratitude. It just becomes lip service and they don't really get it until they see it. They right. See it well, action. and I think too, with kids, and I would honestly, I would extend this to spouses and everyone in your life. If you're yeah, trying to beat them over the head with it, they're going to automatically react like, no, I don't want that. But if they see the positives coming from you because you're practicing it, that's when they go, oh, huh, maybe I'll try that. Yeah, it's just a lot harder to like try to speak somebody into their own self uh, self-empowerment. That's, that's, that's self-empowerment. I mean, that's their journey. Right. So. But it is tough because when you, when you first drink the gratitude Kool-Aid, you're like, oh, I want everyone here with me. And it's kind of, it can be a little Yeah. It's daunting like, why don't you, you guys want to be happy? What's wrong with you? I know. I have a newly, just be I have a newly minted middle schooler. So we are going through a whole new stage of mom doesn't know what she's talking about. And <laughs> I'm, I know, and right? she we used so to be cool. my buddy that I would lay in bed with because since we're not particularly a religious family, we would lay in bed and talk about our gratitudes. And that was kind of like our quote prayer moment like what are what are five things you're grateful for today yeah that's not happening yeah. with a seventh grader oh my gosh <laughs> I know and it's just so hard that time when they're turning into that age where well, I mean you just kind of ride the waves and and go with the insanity that is a middle school child sometimes so yeah I get it I mean my 10 year old is on his way to like 27 he's a 10 year old going on 27. So I, I totally Yeah. So I think like the best advice I always give to parents, because I get that question a lot, especially now that I've started this podcast, I kind of put it out on social media. What topics do you want me to cover? And everybody was like, how do you start a gratitude practice with your kids? So I need to think about it more because I think so much of it is age related. I mean, it depends on how old your kids are. Um, but I think the biggest tip there is to just do it yourself. If you're doing it and they see you doing it and it becomes a part of their every day, you know, they're more likely to look at it as opposed to you saying, okay, now we're all going to sit down and talk about what we're grateful for. Like it's Thanksgiving every day. Or you know what else? 
Yeah, like my husband is so hilarious. He got so fed up with them once because we do, you know, we're middle uh, socioeconomic, yada, yada. We have it good. Right. Okay. And so we talk about, you know, our kids are so entitled. And he's like, dang it. He's like, well, I'm just going to take them. We're going to just go to some third world country and I'm just going to make them live. Or, or his other thing was, I don't want you to feed them. Like, just don't feed them for like two days and see. <laughs> so we're going to do like gratitude I boot camp, it. like in, or aversion therapy <laughs> or whatever. And like, just force them to feel it, you know, like, are you starving? Well, good. Then you can be grateful later for the, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't think that's the way to go. Plus we probably get called out by the SRS right. and, you know, it's not really good. So gratitude by, you know, bludgeoning them over the head with not usually, it doesn't usually work. So no, is there anything no. else that you would want to share that you haven't shared yet with our listeners just about how, you know, you practice your gratitude or tips that have kind of kept you going in any times where there's kind of been a lull in your practice? I think for me, okay, it's kind of what I said before, but I think for me, I want for me to have it always be the bookend of my day, the beginning and the end. And as long as I have those two things, I know they're really small, but it's a great start. And for me, it was like a great way to just kind of tune into why I'm here. What's my purpose, um, which is a really gratifying um, thing. Okay. And the other thing for me is a lot of it's connected to just stopping and breathing and even just taking a deep breath and having that moment where you're like, if you're stressed or ticked off, um, then that deep breath in, I had someone tell me once, like breathe in and while you're breathing in, think of one good thing and then breathe out. And while you're breathing out, exhale that good thing out to the universe, which is also a little woo woo, but it really does help. And I, I do that a lot because I get really anxious and stressed. And so I do a lot of deep breathing. Yeah, well, I mean, I could get it being woo woo, but it's also it physiologically that's going to slow down your heart rate. Yes, and then is. you are going to be able to concentrate more on things that, you know, you're grateful for. And one of the things I talked about in earlier episode was how, you know, gratitude has been studied and it's shown that it physiologically can change the way your body works and make you healthier, not just mentally and emotionally, because I think people know that part, but physically as well. But physically, yeah. And I, I think the breathing thing is a great way. It's like a little, you know, they've talked about EMDR where you're padding. And I, I don't have, know if you've ever yes. heard about that um, counseling technique, but it's the same concept of having a moment where you have like a little physical trigger that helps you remember, um, plant your feet, take the breath, that kind of thing. But uh, mainly, and I'm almost done, I won't talk, I won't babble on, but mainly the, the thing for me was to disregard feelings for a while. Feelings aren't bad. You can have feelings. You can feel crappy and angry and you can say, I'm going to do my gratitude practice, but whoa, I'm not feeling good about it. What's wrong? What's wrong? What am I doing wrong? You're not doing anything wrong. Just keep doing it. And eventually those feelings of peacefulness will coincide, but not always. And that's okay. Cause that's life and we're human, you know? So I love that. And I think that'll be so helpful because I definitely do think that sometimes we can all get really caught up in, hey, I'm doing this good thing for myself. Why don't I feel better yet? Feel and that's not yet. how it works. That's the name of my next book. Why don't I feel better yet? 
I like that. Go for it. So before we leave, can you tell us really quickly about your two books? I know we talked about them a little bit at the beginning, but kind of what they're about and then um, where people can find them. Uh, Okay. So my first book was called Bottled, A Mom's Guide to Early Recovery. And it was just about my getting sober while I had two little ones. And then now I have How to Be Perfect Like Me, which is sort of the continuation both are available through any bookseller at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that jazz. Um, but if you really want to see me and get to know me better, you could go to my blog, which is Momsy blog. It's M O M S I E B L O G dot com, and I love that. And I'm also under the handle of Momsy blog um, in Twitter and the Facebooks and all that. I'm trying to figure out Instagram someday. Um, I love so it. There I am. Perfect. And we will link to all of those things in the show notes so everybody can find them really easily. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much, Dana, for coming and being on the show. I really appreciate your time. And I know a lot of people are going to get so much out of this conversation. So thank you. Well, lovely. You have a lovely day. You too. Amazing was that interview, friends. I loved hearing Dana's thoughts about gratitude. And what she said that really, really stuck out to me were her comments about gratitude practice not being perfect. I think that that's something that I can struggle with. And I know a lot of people who have started a gratitude practice and maybe it hasn't stuck for them. A huge reason for that is that they didn't feel better right away or that they felt like it wasn't working for them. When the truth is, it really does take time. And a huge part of why it's important to have this gratitude practice, even when it feels boring and even when it feels repetitive, is that then when you get into a point in your life where having a gratitude practice is imperative to just getting through every day when you're going through a challenging time, you have that habit already built up because you've been doing it, even when it felt boring or repetitive. So I just love that she shared that because I have experienced that in my own life as well. And it's also one of the number one reasons I've heard for people not necessarily continuing with a gratitude practice because they just felt like it really wasn't doing anything for them right away. And I'm a pretty impatient person, so I can really relate to that. I hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope that you got a lots of amazing bits of wisdom and tidbits that you can take with you into your own gratitude practice. As I mentioned, I'll put in the show notes links to both of Dana's books, her blog, and also her recent Today Show feature because I just think it was incredible. It was so moving. I really encourage you to get out there and watch it. Thank you again for tuning in to Never Not Grateful. I hope that you can take some of what you learned into this week. And as always, I want to share one thing that I am grateful for today. And today I am really grateful for our animals. We have two pets in our household, a dog named Teddy, named after President Teddy Roosevelt. We also have a cat named Pickles, uh, basically named after my kid's favorite food, which is pickles. And they are very different creatures. Teddy and Pickles remind me a lot of Garfield and Odie. Do you remember that from the old Garfield cartoons? Uh, Pickles is kind of a jerk a lot of the time. (laughs) 
she's she's definitely the embodiment of like kind of an angry cat um and teddy is just the doofiest dog that you've ever met but together they just make me so happy they bring so much joy into our day and they also bring really annoying things like the fact that i have to vacuum our house basically every other day because there's so much cat hair and dog hair so it's important for me to remind myself why i'm grateful for them so that when i'm getting the vacuum out for the fifth time this week, I can remember that it's worth it and that it's just vacuuming. And yes, it's, you know, 20 minutes out of my day that I won't get back. But the payoff is that we have these amazing animals that really enrich our lives. And for my children, it's a great lesson in how to care for others, how to put others before ourselves. And I just think that's incredibly important. So today I am thankful for Teddy and Pickles, who I may mention have their own Instagram. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. If you want to get a sneak peek at a giant Rottweiler and a baby kitten who are best buds. All right. I hope you guys have a great week. Hey, get on Instagram and follow us at never not grateful. The podcast has its own Instagram page now. So get over there and give us a follow and tell me what you're up to this week. How are you practicing gratitude today? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Never Not Grateful. I cannot wait to hear how you take what you learned today and take that gratitude out into the world. I'm sure it's going to touch so many people in your life. So thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you again very soon.